ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. So glad you're here with us today. I am your host, Marty Layton. I am uh, anointed and ordained as a prophet, and um, I appreciate you spending time with us every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central right here in beautiful Hendersonville, Tennessee. Amen. Well, tonight's going to be a very powerful night of prophetic revelation and teaching and, uh, you know, I love our, our time together. I love our church. I love our, 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 our interaction, our family together. It's a house of hope. It's a house of destiny and purpose. Uh, you know, it's impossible to be discouraged when you hear the prophetic promises as God is speaking to you. You know, we're in a time of intense spiritual warfare uh, in September, October, and November, and I've taught on that quite a bit. Uh, but just as the Lord prophesied, this is a time of intense warfare and transition. And uh, if we have entered into the fall, and uh, the Lord spoke about many will fall in the fall. And uh, that was um, earlier this year. The Lord said that, and I believe that's what's happening right now, and we're seeing it. And you know, it, contrary to even what is being allowed, uh, you know, and we all know that there's censorship going on in different places, but uh, we're still understanding that many are being set up uh, to fall in the fall. Um, of course, one of the other things that God prophesied uh, here in this house was um, the uh, wave of whistleblowers, and uh, you can see that also there. There is a large number of whistleblowers that's coming forth now, and probably way more than we understand. Uh, but I believe the word of the Lord is is evident and coming to pass in front of us. So September, October, and November uh, is a time of intense warfare, and uh, that's what the Lord said, and that's what we're walking through right now. And uh, our enemy does not want to give up territory, is what it comes down to, but he has no choice you know, the army of the Lord, <clears throat> God's great prophetic apostolic warriors are going to obey the words of Jesus and take it by force. Amen. And so we know that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We're not talking about physical um, conflict. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Uh, you know, First uh, Corinthians 10.4 says, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, and rulers of this present darkness, which is demonic powers and, and uh, demon spirits, the hierarchy of different demonic spirits. And, uh, you know, the enemy is organized, and uh, the enemy wants to come against the people of God, and so he's very organized about it. Uh, and and so the people of God need to stay organized. And so uh, that's why I believe the um, prophet's ministry, uh, in some part, is intelligence, uh, the uh, intelligence report from heaven uh, for the battlefield. And so uh, we wrestle not with flesh, flesh and blood, but against these demonic forces, uh, and we know our God. He's with us on our battlefield. He's the dread champion, the Bible says, and he's fighting on our side. Amen. And so he gives us wisdom. He keeps us organized. 
he keeps us on on point and um, that's another reason why the prophetic ministry is so vital and so important today you know after david finally became the king of all of israel and uh you can find that in second samuel chapter 5 uh he becomes king of israel he uh <clears throat> israel didn't look like uh it was going to last uh they had gone through series of of different uh attempts at at kings through the last of Saul's sons and uh, and then the whole nation was just coming apart at the scenes at the seams and uh finally they say listen let's anoint David he's the one that was prophesied to be the next king and so let's let's do it God's way and so uh you know that's oftentimes how the people of God are they go through all these other different things that they think through uh, until finally they do things God's way. But that's what they did. And David becomes king of all of Israel. Uh, he takes out the Jebusites. He begins to set up. Uh, I think it's interesting that he he, he takes uh, the, the, the top of the mountain. He takes Jebus and, uh, from the Jebusites. And then he sets up the city of David. Uh, which I think is incredible. He he went through so much for so many years, and then he sets up the city of me. <laughs> that I just always it struck me as as um, interesting, you know, uh, almost like John the Beloved calls himself John the Beloved, the one who Christ loved. Um, but anyways, I digress. Uh, but he sets up the city of David, and uh, immediately. The Philistines attack immediately. And David sought the Lord and said, God, do I fight these guys? What do we do? See, David had a, a different approach to warfare. He had a different approach to the battle. He wanted to know, is this what God wants me to do? Is this how I'm supposed to handle this situation? You know, we could learn a lot just from that alone. We could win and succeed in our warfare if we would just go to God listen to what he has to say about it and do what he says. And so he says to go, God says, go fight and, uh, and you'll win. And so they went out, God fought for them. God fought for them. Listen, when you go out to battle and you're, and you, uh, inquire of the Lord first before you do the, before you do anything really. Uh, but especially in days like we're living in today, days of, of spiritual warfare, inquire of the Lord. So David goes out and he finds out that God will fight for him uh, against these uh, incredible forces that were coming against him. Uh, And so God fought for them. And David was so overwhelmed at the way that God so effortlessly gave him the victory. Uh, the, The Valley of Rephaim was what it was called. Uh, He changed the name of that place. It was the Valley of Depression. That's what that meant. Valley of Rephaim, but he changes the name of that place to Baal Perazim, or the master of the breakthrough, the God of the breakthrough. You know, for some of you warriors, God is about to show you his power as the master of the breakthrough. He's about to show you victory, effortless victory as the master of the breakthrough. I told my team I wanted to call the next two weeks uh, of fall break the fall breakthrough. 
the fall breakthrough because God's going to give effortless breakthroughs in the next couple of weeks here. David said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking through of water, like a dam bursting and the water breaking through and demolishing and overwhelming the enemy. That's what that's how David described God going to war on his behalf. You know, some of you are going to report an overwhelming victory. I pray that you do. I pray that you let us know because we're praying for you. Romans chapter 8, you know, is one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. It's such a rich uh, uh, chapter, so full of prophetic revelation. But in verse 18, it speaks about the current challenges and sufferings uh, that Paul was going through and kind of very relevant to us the current challenges and sufferings that are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You know, many many people have said the suffering doesn't compare to what's coming in heaven. He's, he's saying the glory that shall be revealed in us here on earth. And so, yeah, we may be going through challenges and sufferings, but it's not worthy to be compared with what's coming in the future. I'm telling you prophetically, there's some great stuff on its way to you. God is going to do this. Uh, Then it says in verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Uh, You know, interesting enough, the word revealing there is the same word that's used in the title of the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revealing and revelation, it's the word apocalypsis. And it means the unveiling, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And so the unveiling. So all of creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the unveiling of the sons and the daughters of God. Isn't that powerful? I believe we're on the precipice of an apocalyptic moment, an unveiling of the powerful sons and daughters of God, a great and powerful move of God in the earth through God's sons and daughters, a reformation, an awakening of the sons and the daughters of God. That's why the earth and the nations are travailing and trembling and shaking right now. I want you to understand that many people out there own hurts and disappointments, uh, out of their own hurts and disappointments, uh, will predict and they'll prophesy Uh, Some even preach and teach uh, their personal hurts and disappointments and feelings. And so out of that, they're they're prophesying. Out of that, they're speaking doom and gloom. And they speak out against God's people. And and even at sometimes they speak out against God's prophets. And they speak out against the warriors of God about bad things that they think are going to happen because of their slanted uh, view that they're, they're hurt. And uh, the old saying is hurt people hurt people. And so th- there's a lot of um, immature uh, hurt preachers and, 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 and teachers out there that are speaking doom and gloom right now, and they're cursing America. And it, <clears throat> it comes out of the bitterness of their own soul, and they're speaking curses in the name of the Lord. When in fact the scripture says 
The earth is waiting and groaning and travailing in expectation for the redemption which is to come, the unveiling of the sons and daughters of God, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God who will manifest his power and his authority. See, the whole earth is waiting on the sons and daughters of God, but also manifesting his kindness and his love. You know, when Joseph got to his position of power, Joseph didn't uh, attack his brothers when he had the opportunity. He could, have, he could have exacted vengeance upon his brothers, but instead he showed kindness. He showed love. And he said, you know what? You meant for my harm. God meant for my good. And so we have enough curses being spoken out. But you have the power of life and death in your tongue. And in Scripture, you know, um, uh, Jacob's wife, Rachel, uh, she was dying at the at the base of a of a tree, and uh, she was giving birth to her, to her son, and uh, she in that moment of hurt she spoke out of her hurt, and she spoke a curse over her son, and and she calls him Benoni, Benoni, uh, meaning the son of great grief and suffering, and so. Jacob had to look past the current suffering and the current grief and the challenge that he was facing. And he had to look past that. And he said, no, you're not going to name him that. He changed his name to Benjamin, the son of great favor. You know, so many preachers and teachers and immature prophets have spoken curses and made unrighteous decrees over over the prophetic and over uh, prophetic warriors and, and even over this nation and over things uh, that are, are happening in our nation and over the up-and-coming generations. Let me, just, let me even go there. Uh, over, the, over the younger generation, pronouncing curses and forgetting about the mercies of God that none of us deserve but all of us are partakers of. It's, that's, it's called his unmerited favor and grace and mercy. And it was given to us 2,000 years ago upon an old rugged cross when Jesus hung between heaven and earth and shedding his precious and matchless blood, purchasing his bride, his ecclesia, his church, uh, made up of every tribe, every tongue, every generation. Not one is a castaway. It's God's will that none should perish, but all come to everlasting life. Amen. You know, and it, it, it is his heart today to break through and reach every generation. And, you know, I'm tired of people saying we're, gonna, we're preparing for a billion soul harvest, a billion soul harvest. You know, that's small thinking, in my opinion. There's... Seven to eight billion people on the planet now. Why would we only think such small percentage? I believe billions upon billions are going to come streaming into the house of the Lord. And that's why we must uh, procure places of our own. A place uh, we need a we need our own facilities and campus. And I believe God has a great place planned for us, a place where we can train where we can equip the saints of God for the greatest revival this earth has ever seen. You know, we've been given a powerful opportunity to walk in the manifestation of great grace 
in our times. Be careful not to curse someone because of their political party or the political perspectives. Don't curse people that way. Because God can turn a Saul of Tarsus into a brother Paul in one blinding revelation of his love. Amen? Don't let the bitterness of this world system creep into your soul. You know, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, not not just the church, but God so loved the world that he gave his, his great and only son, Jesus Christ. You know, too many people are speaking against the younger generations and cursing them. I can remember people talking bad about my generation when I was growing up and and uh, cursing us. And uh, But a lot of people are cursing uh, Gen Z and uh, the millennials and on and on and on because of their misunderstandings and their ignorance. Listen, I misunderstood things growing up. I was ignorant of things growing up, and I would venture to guess that you were too. You know, I refuse to curse them. I refuse to curse them. I refuse to curse them. Because in blessing them, they will be a blessing. And God knows how to remove scales from their eyes, cause them to gain wisdom and understanding by His Spirit. And so I bring this to your attention because I believe it's on the heart of the Lord uh, to turn these generations around. Jacob looked at the child that Rachel had just born and said, you will not be called Benoni, but Benjamin, the son of strength, son of great favor, son of inheritance. That's what I'm saying about these younger generations. They will not be called cursed, grief, pain, problems, for, forsaken. No, they're going to be called sons and daughters of great favor, sons and daughters of great inheritance. I hope you're understanding that when you turn into speak life, that's exactly what you're going to hear. God speaking life. Amen. In fact, let me just prophesy to you. Many of you are about to see a divine reversal in your own families. And I can hear the Lord saying this very clear. Sons and daughters are coming home. Broken relationships are going to be mended by the hand of God. And God will deal with their baggage with their ignorance, with their misunderstandings. Uh, God will deal whether it's a drug, drug problem or, or lying or uh, uh, stealing or uh, identity or depression or whatever the issue. Let me tell you, love will conquer it all. First John, the, the whole first chapter of First John, but First uh, John says you cannot say you love God and not love your brother. This is my commandment that you love one another, Jesus said. Listen, God is going to require many to love the unlovable. I'm still giving you a prophetic word. He's going to require many to love the unlovable, receiving them back into your life and winning their hearts. Yes, I'm talking to you. You are God's going to pull a, put a demand on you. Like Jacob, you will not allow the world's labels to remain on their lives. You will remove the words and and the world's labels uh, and call forth their destiny. Amen? I'm telling you, I see a harvest of backsliders coming home to the Lord. I see husbands and wives who have divorced. Hear me. I I can see this. 
husbands and wives who have divorced, repenting and coming back together again, forgetting the past. That's what repentance means, to turn from from sin and turn and leave it and go a different direction now. Repenting and coming back together again, I see that. Restoration and recovery of all things that have been lost. Listen, prodigal sons and daughters are coming home and leaving their past behind. You'll not allow them to be uh, foreigners and strangers to the covenant any longer. And you're not going to allow them to be sons and daughters of pain or grief or suffering, Benoni, but sons and daughters of favor, sons and daughters of God's strength. Get ready for those who have fallen asleep in their faith to be revived and awakened. No longer backslidden. Amen. That's what revival and awakening is all about. God revives those who once were awake. He awakens those who fell asleep. Amen. I believe this will be the first wave of harvest coming in. God knows how to, uh, to pull on the investment that he put inside of them all those years ago. And then the enemy came and knocked him out. But God is bringing back his royal sons and daughters. Amen. They have the blood mark on them. They're the blood royal sons and daughters of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I've been in a great battle spiritually over the last few weeks, as I know many of you have also. And the enemy has tried to cut us off and stop us at the door of destiny. I don't know how many people have have communicated that... uh, we're being um, impacted online on on different platforms. But, uh, you know, I believe the enemy's a liar, and God is still going to have his way, and we will not be pulled apart. Amen? We're going to stay together. We're going to stay broadcasting. We're going to stand firm. Uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? Not YouTube, not Google. Uh, not Facebook, not any of the tech giants. None of these things can be against us if God is for us. Amen. And so the enemy has tried to cut us off. He's tried to stop us at our door of destiny. And some of you may know this, uh, but there are two calendars that people observe. And I'm going to jump right into our prophetic workshop. There are two calendars that people observe. One is the Gregorian calendar, which is what the, most of the Western world uses and observes. Uh, but the other is the Hebraic calendar, which is what the Jewish people have meticulously kept for thousands of years now, meticulously uh, holding that standard. And on the Gregorian calendar, uh, we are in the year 2023. But on the Hebraic calendar... We just began the new year, 5784, on September 17th. And so I'm not saying we are to observe the law or walk under bondage of the law. You know I know Christ has set us free from the law. I know that Christ is the fulfillment of all the requirements under the law. We could never possibly fulfill that. You know, I have some um, friends that are worship leaders and and uh, several years ago, they decided they were going to be like Samson, and they were going to observe 
a Nazarite vow and identify with that observance. And uh, they decided that was going to make them more holy and more consecrated. And uh, suddenly they decided they're not going to cut their hair anymore. They're they're going to live more holy and righteous, and they're they're not going to drink alcohol. And honestly, they became very religious, and they became very judgmental. And later they repented because uh, we are no longer under the law. And all of those covenants were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Let me finish this out. Christ Jesus of Nazareth of Nazareth. So he had the Nazarite vow. He fulfilled the Nazarite vow. Amen. And so he was from Nazareth and he fulfilled that covenant too. And so now I don't believe in drinking alcohol. Not at all. Uh, I'm not saying it's okay to drink alcohol. I don't believe in drinking alcohol. Proverbs 31.4 says kings and princes should not drink uh, royalty, should not drink strong in intoxicating drink. Uh, Revelations 1 6 says that we've been made kings and priests under our God, you know. And I can give you scripture after scripture on that. You know, it, 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 we should be wise enough to honor the Lord as the temple of, uh, honor the Lord with our temple, the temple of God, and not put harmful chemicals or drinks into our bodies that would cause you to lose control or possibly damage your body. You know, I know several people that died of, of of cirrhosis of the liver because of their Christianity allowing them to drink whatever they want to drink, whenever they want to drink it. You know, I just, I think we have to be wiser than that. Amen? And so in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said he didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. And now because of Jesus, our righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, Right? Uh, because we're the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Everything we do, we we have and, and everything we live out is because of Christ Jesus. He fulfilled the Nazarite vow. He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled every covenant of the past. And no amount of not cutting your hair or not drinking can make us more righteous. We cannot become more righteous. Uh, all that is religious dogma that will that will cause you to become uh, more spooky spiritual and more religious uh, and, and God doesn't want you to get caught up uh, you know Jesus said you're you're uh, straining a gnat you're straining a camel and choking on a gnat you know uh, th- that's you got it backwards so it took some love and some wisdom with my worship leader friends uh, but they stopped that, and their lives be- began to become even more blessed. And they grew, and they matured more. And I say all that to say we are not coming back under the law by looking at the Hebraic roots and understanding uh, what the Hebraic calendar says. And uh, But they are written for our learning and for our understanding. In fact, Jesus quoted the Old Covenant often uh, to explain the New Covenant that was coming. So back to my point, the Hebraic year uh, on the Hebraic calendar is 5784. Again, it began on September 17th. And because of the Hebrew language being a pictorial language, uh, it's a very beautiful language, by the way, and that's why the Bible says in the fullness of time, Jesus came. That was such a complete and perfect language 
uh, that it was a, a perfect time for Jesus to come and to speak. And that pictorial language uh, gives us uh, such depth and insight. Uh, and, and that's the proper hermeneutics to, uh, to biblical interpretation. And so the, the year is 5784 on the Hebraic calendar. And if you look at the numbers in the pictorial uh, view, uh, you can get a, a greater understanding and a greater depth of what God is saying in this moment. And you'll be surprised how this lines up. It's incredible. God is very wise, and he's very uh, amazing when you discover these things. And so the number, uh, the 57, uh, is going to stay the same for 100 years, right? So we look at the last two in the number 84. So the number 80 is the Hebrew word pay, which maybe you've heard me teach on that before, P-E, uh, pay, which means mouth or the authority of the mouth. Uh, so we know this means a decade of the prophetic authority, a decade of the decree, a decade of speaking life. Your mouth needs to speak life right now. At all times you need to speak life, but especially there's an anointing for you to speak life and turn everything around with the power of your words. It's a strong anointing in this season. Uh, Or this is going to be a decade of the prophetic and apostolic decrees. You could see it that way. God has a lot to say. Pay means mouth, in particular God's mouth and your mouth. Remember God told Moses to lift up his rod of authority, and he said, speak now to the Red Sea. And so when he did that, it split in two, and God turned an impossible situation into a miracle breakthrough. That's the power of of the mouth. That's that word pay. So that's what the eight means, or 80. And then the number four, 5784, is the Hebrew word dalet. So we have pay, dalet. Dalet means door, or gate, or even portal, uh, with the implication of warring for your breakthrough at the door. So you put those together, God is calling you to war at the door of your breakthrough by your prophetic decree. God is going to open great doors to receive his promises for you. But our part is believing God for that door to open and speaking with his commanding authority. You know, the scripture says the gates of hell or the doors of hell shall not prevail against us. There's a lot of gates and a lot of doors in the Bible. You could spend uh, a good two weeks just talking about gates and doors in the Bible. The Red Sea was a door that God opened as Moses stood in faith and in faith decreed that, that and shouted and that, that door opened. He was raising and using his rod of authority, and uh, he commanded it to open, and it opened. I believe many of you are standing at a threshold of a new door right now. And in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9, Apostle Paul said this, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and listen to the rest of this, 
and there are many adversaries, many enemies at that door trying to prevent him from going through the door. In other words, you're going to have to fight in the spirit for what God has declared is already yours to possess. And remember, I taught you about the Hebrew word for possess. It's the Hebrew word yaresh, Y-A-R-E-S-H. It means to drive out the former inhabitants, to dispossess them, to cast out the enemy, and to take your promise by force. Does it sound like 5784 to you? <clears throat> the pay de let, it does to me. It means a time of spiritual warfare is upon us. And I believe God is aligning and realigning many things for you to possess his promise at this new door. Amen. Apostle Paul is saying, you got to fight if you want to go through the door or the gate that God has opened to you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, I've already quoted it once, I will build my church or my ecclesia. We've talked about ecclesia. The ecclesia, uh, the simple definition is the called out ones. And you can say we are the church called out of this world as God's church, as God's ecclesia. But there's a deeper meaning there. It was a a term that Caesar used uh, in order to uh, raise, make every place that they went, uh, that he sent his ecclesia to make it look like Rome. And so these were uh, warriors, like generals in his army, uh, that he sent out to conquer every little city, every big city, uh, he sent generals out with with many soldiers to overcome the city and to take it by force <clears throat> and to uh, then establish Rome right there. And so the the purpose was to take over the whole earth at that time. And so and we can see the residue, of Rome everywhere today. I mean, the f- the fact that we that have that we have trash pickup is a something that Rome established. Septic systems and sewers—that's Rome. They established all of that. And so Jesus said, "I will build my ecclesia, my warrior leaders who will go out and govern and rule in regions." And they will establish my kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the enemy wants to rise up uh, at a at a at a gate of entrance to the new the new door, but we have given uh, we have been given authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us, is what Jesus said. Jesus went on to say in Matthew sixteen. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Just like the ecclesia of Rome, whatever they, whatever, whenever they expressed their authority, it was just like Rome was right there saying they have the authority to do this. Whatever you bind uh, in the name of Rome the Roman authority backs you up. And so Jesus was saying, I will build my ecclesia 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against my ecclesia. And I will give them the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound from heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed from heaven. And so I believe we're entering into a miracle season, a miracle season, a a time of the expression of the authority and the power of God in the earth through his church. Listen, God has a purpose for his church, for his ecclesia. And listen, a purpose for you and a purpose for your financial breakthrough. God's going to bless his people financially, but he has a purpose for your financial breakthrough. And God is giving us an understanding like David had in Psalm 24. Open up, you ancient gates. Open up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel armies and in heaven and and the the lord of the armies of god here on earth the the church the lord of hosts the lord sabaoth strong and mighty in battle listen god is ready for the church to go through this gate to go through this door into our purpose and into our destiny you know uh uh joshua uh one day uh, he could not enter the promised land. And the next day, God said, Moses is dead. Now's the time. Today you can go in. Now, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now go in and possess this land. And so I believe that we could not have gone through the doors that of destiny and purpose that God has for us until now. And and he said, get the door to your purpose and destiny is going to open now. And we do that. How do you go through the door? We do that by growing in his grace, opening up for the King of glory, the Lord of hosts, to come with us and fight for us. Amen? God will fight for us. Just like he did when David uh, came to his prophesied purpose and his destiny. He went through the gate he had to fight the, the Jebusites who were at the gate. But the moment he got there, God began to establish him. And if you'll read through that uh, a little bit there in Second uh, Kings chapter, Second uh, Samuel 5, uh, it says all these things started happening in, in David's favor. Suddenly, uh, nations all around started sending blessing to David and began to, to send blessings. Uh, uh, trains of blessings and, and cedar and gold and, and jewels and all the finest things of his day. And they began to build David a palace. And then David looked around and, and, and saw the blessing of God everywhere. And it says, and David perceived that God had made him king. He knew in his heart at that point, this is not, this is not like any other time before, you know. And so we've been in a time of transition. And I want to encourage you that we are about to see a fall break through. A fall breakthrough. Things are about to break through for you. And you're going to go through this door of destiny and purpose. And you're going to possess your promise. Amen. You're going to sit on your prophesied throne. Kim Clement 
my great friend and mentor, used to say, you're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. That was his way of saying, don't you ever give up on what God showed you or spoke to you about your future. The prophetic promise that he's given you is about to come to pass. You're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. So how do we make this happen? Jesus said in John chapter 16, I must go away so that I can send my Holy Spirit, and he will dwell in you. Let me tell you, he's in you. He's in you. The comforter, the helper, our defender. In the Greek, it's the word parakletos, the one who comes alongside to help, to comfort, to defend, to teach. Uh, but the, the, uh, the Aramaic word is similar, but it's different. It's the same word, but it's made up of two words. The first part of that word is parak, which means to end or to stop or to finish. And then the second word is leto, not leitan, but leto, <laughs> which means the curse. So the Holy Spirit that dwells within us has been given to us <clears throat> by Jesus to put an end and finish the curse. You have a curse-breaking, yoke-destroying anointing of God within you. Amen? When King uh, Balak, or Balak, however you want to say it, was paying the prophet Balaam to curse the people of God in the book of Judges, uh, Balaam came back. You know the story where the donkey even started prophesying in a man's voice to Balaam. And he was beating the donkey, trying to get him to move forward. And the donkey turned around and said, there's an angel right here about to slay us if you take another step forward. So Balaam was trying to be uh, obedient to his uh, King Balak, who paid him to curse the people of God. And Balaam says to Balak, I cannot curse the people of God because the shout of the king is in their midst. The shout of the king. Let me just tell you, I believe there's a great shout that's about to come out of the people of God that's going to break the curses. I believe God wants to put an end to the assignments of the enemy that have been trailing us and working against us. Amen. In Joshua chapter 3 and verse 3, it says, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, and the Levites bearing it. Then you shall set out from your place and go after it. you got to get out of your place, your place of comfort, your place of, of everything's been this way for a long time now. I guess this is just the way it's going to be. Forty years we've been wandering in the wilderness. No. Then you shall get out from your place and go after it. For you have not passed this way before. Just like God told Joshua uh, to tell them at Jericho, you've got to get up out of your place, your place of comfort, your place of, uh, of just let's leave well enough alone. You've got to get out of that place, and you've got to go for it. You've got to go after the presence of God. They marched around the walls for seven days, 
and at the end of those seven days, <clears throat> they were to blow the trumpets, and those were not just any other, any average shofar. Those were the jubilee shofars, by the way. When they blew the jubilee shofars, it was like announcing Jesus, our jubilee. And they lifted a shout of victory, the shout of the king, at the door of their promised land that was shut up tight. That's what Joshua 6.1 says. It was shut up tight. And they surrounded it was it, Jericho was surrounded by great walls that were over 18 feet high, 18 feet wide, excuse me, and 40 feet tall, over 40 feet tall. Think about how tall a four-story building is. That's how tall these walls were. That looked absolutely impossible. And at the sound of their shouting, in the sound of the trumpets, the shofars, the jubilee trumpets, the walls fell down flat and blasted their door of promise wide open, breaking off the curse of the past that held back the former generation. They broke through and they began possessing their inheritance from God. It all happened at the doorway to the promised land Jericho. At the new door, this year it will be a year of of breaking through and going through the door. Right now, you're at the door. You've got a war over your door of promise today. We are at that door. Amen. The miracles God is going to do for you in this new year are big miracles. Big. Things you've never heard of before, like the splitting of a Red Sea. He had no reference for that. He didn't know what was going to happen. They were backed into a corner. They didn't know what to do. But God, he knew, he's a way maker. He knows how to make a way where there is no way. And they split the Red Sea. You're going to start hearing about things like this. Walls falling down flat. They never saw anything like that before. But it happened. Amen. Things you've never heard of before are going to start happening. Things you've never seen before, you're going to start seeing. We're in a season of time when it looks like the way is blocked and your enemy is coming at you like Pharaoh and his army. And no possible way to move forward. God will split your Red Sea and make a way where there seems to be no way. This is a day like Jesus coming to the door of Lazarus' grave and standing at a new door. You're standing at a new door right now. <clears throat> Start calling your Lazarus out of the grave by name. Amen. Start calling forth your spouse. Now, don't call a guy that you like by name or a girl that you like by name. That's not what I mean. I mean, start calling forth your Lazarus. Start calling forth your spouse. Start calling forth your health or your healing or your miracle. Start calling forth your financial breakthrough. Call forth your new home. Call forth your new business. God is releasing a cry out of his people, a cry of authority. Lazarus, come forth. How many of you know God is up to something right now? I'm doing my best to, to, to color this and give you some understanding of what you're already sensing. Amen? Isaiah 48, 18 and 19 says, Behold, I'll do a new thing. 
now it shall spring forth. Shall you not already know it? Don't you already know this? It's already resonating on the inside of you. God is up to something right now. Let me say this. God is going to bring people back into your life, but they're not going to be the same person. I'm going to say this very clear. God is going to bring people back into your life, but they're not going to be the same person. I'm going to say it one more time. God is going to bring people back into your life, but they're not going to be the same person. Do not see the old person. Give them a fair shake. See the new person. God has done a great work in their lives, and now God can bring them back into your life for the future that he has planned. God is restoring his family, and that includes your family. And we need to remember the power of repentance. Remember, I've talked before about repentance. It means to get to the penthouse is the top of the building, right? And so to repent means to get back on top of life. They may have fallen and gotten to rock bottom. We don't need to see them as rock bottom anymore. They, we have to remember the power of repentance. They're going to get back on top of life. Prodigals are going to come home now. They're coming home. Waves and waves and waves of backslidden prodigal sons and daughters are coming back to the Lord. And they need not to be judged, but like the father in the story of the prodigal son, we welcome them with a hug and a kiss on the cheek, a hug around the neck and a kiss on the cheek, a feasting banquet laid out for them, a ring put on their finger, a coat of many colors, a coat of favor on their back, a scepter of the Father's authority in their hand. People you may have given up on, God never gave up on them. may have been too much for you to handle, but it was never too much for God to handle. God's been taking them through the process. and He's been talking to them the whole time. And he's bringing them back now. And he brought them to this day of breakthrough. They're standing at a door of their promise now. And you're going to see a mighty move of God happening with backsliders coming back home to the father's house. What happened with the prodigal son? He already had everything that the father raised him on invested in him but he made a terrible mistake and he did all his own things but God dealt with all of that and in the in the the pig's mud he realized I'm not supposed to eat like this this is not who I am and he came back to himself right that was already in him. You know how many backsliders are out there that God's already invested so much in? And God's going to get a return on that investment. I'm just telling you, they're going to come back home to the Father's house in waves and waves and waves of repentance. Amen? There's no greater miracle than the miracle of salvation. But equally is the miracle of a turnaround, a backslidden son or daughter coming back to the Lord. That's a restoration 
of his salvation. Amen. The, their door is uh, of breakthrough is being opened up for them right now. Amen. And God's going to do a miracle for you right now. What didn't work in the past is going to start working now. God's going to do miracles in relationships, miracles in your family, miracles in your finances, miracles in your health and in your healing. You're standing at a new door. Supernatural intervention, supernatural miracles, places of impossibilities are going to begin to break through, and miracles are coming to you now. A season of time where you have seen only darkness, God is now releasing light and life. And God is saying to us in this season, arise and shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. The same thing he said to them at the Red Sea, the enemy you see today, you will see no more forever. Amen. I want to pray for you before we move forward. And there's, I've got so much more to share, and I'm watching the clock. I want to pray for you. Father, I just decree right now that you are bringing a, a bloodline of demarcation uh, where the Red Sea closed back up. There was no going back anymore, and there was no more progress for their enemy either. So, Lord, we decree that this is a time of distinction. No enemy will pursue us into the future, and we will receive and possess our inheritance now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree that right now in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace, the God of Peace. Romans 16, 20 says, The God of Peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. <clears throat> you know that word, Prince of Peace has always kind of bothered me. Should have been the King of Peace, right? <laughs> but it says the Prince of Peace. Well, that's not what it means. It's the Hebrew words, Sar Shalom. Just say Sar Shalom. That doesn't mean a prince like we would understand it with a smaller throne. You know, Prince Charles, who became the king. Now he's King Charles. Uh, but for a little while, he was less than a king. He was a prince. Uh, that's not what that means. Sar, Sar Shalom, Sar means the one that wrestles, the one that wars, the one, the one that governs, and the one that rules. So you need to understand Jesus, the mighty warrior, is arising in this moment of time exactly this way for you and your inheritance. One that wrestles, one that wars, one that governs, and one that rules. And shalom is peace. Peace. When the Hebrew scholars look at the word shalom, they look at each letter individually. We've talked about the pictorial language uh, of the Hebrew language, how each letter presents a picture. And you look at each letter individually. And the deeper meaning of the word shalom is this. Peace comes when you destroy the authority of chaos. Now remember we prophesied about how it's going to be just like in the beginning where there was chaos and tumultuous things and the whole world was in a tumult. But the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep and said light. And it, 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 it deleted chaos. 
It destroyed the authority of chaos and brought divine order. Peace comes when you destroy the authority of chaos. Listen, there's a chaos and a shaking that is sent from God. But then there's a chaos that is being sent from the enemy. When Gideon met with God, God revealed himself to him as Yahweh Shalom. And then he sent him to war. So we need to release the voice of the Lord. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered and shattered. God's shaking is for our good, but the enemy's chaos will not prevail. It'll be shattered, and then Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, will reign. God is dealing with the enemy at the new door, the door of promise, the door of destiny. You know, Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the words of God with boldness. And then it says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone who lacked of them who lacked. The Bible says great power and great grace was upon the church. And when the prophets and apostles prayed with a greater boldness, the place where they were where they were started shaking. I believe the church is going through a shaking right now because the authority and the power of God is being released again. And I believe the church is going to be a miracle center, like an epicenter of the release of God's power to the nations of the earth, and especially to this nation, America. This is a new beginning in this new year. A new level of accuracy in the prophetic is coming forth. A new level of authority and power. A new level of discernment is coming forth. God's giving you new eyes to see, new ears to hear. A new sound of worship and praise will begin to to come forth. New songs of victory. New songs of deliverance. Listen, we have contended, but today we break through. Amen? God is opening doors for his people today. Doors of destiny, doors of hope, doors of financial increase, doors of opportunity, doors of possession of your promises. If you need a new home or desire a better home, you start decreeing and declaring, this is my time. Start decreeing it. Start declaring it. If you need a new car, start declaring it. Amen? If you need whatever, start speaking life and decreeing it. If you need a breakthrough in your finances or in your business, start speaking life and decreeing it. If you need a breakthrough in your health, a breakthrough in your relationship, start speaking life, decreeing it. The doors are opening wide. They're flinging wide. If you need a spouse, God wants you to open the door by decreeing it and declaring it. War for your promise. Amen. Let me pray for you, or we're not going to get through this tonight. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your perfect and precise timing in all things. We never missed it. We were in training for reigning and schooling for ruling. <coughs> right now, <clears throat> we surrender every regret to you. None of us 
uh, are going to see the enemy that we have seen before. You're going to close the Red Sea on them. None of that will follow us through this door today. No regrets. There's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. And you will hold no sin or iniquity against your children. That's what your word says. And so we thank you for the, the cleansing of the precious blood of Jesus right now. And right now at the threshold of this new door, this new year, this new season, this new door of destiny, we apostolically decree every enemy is cut off from your people right now. We decree that our promised land is ours to possess. Walls are going to fall. Ways are going to be made where there is no way. And no human agent or demonic spirit will be able to block us or delay us from possessing what God has already declared is ours. We've gathered the information from heaven in our sanctified minds, and with the mind of Christ we understand our assignment and our promises. And in our hearts we believe, God, you can do the impossible for us. And now with our mouths, We possess our promises. We decree that we have the authority to bind and loose, and we place a spiritual binder on our promised land possessions right now. We decree no squatters on our promised land. No one else can possess what God has decreed is ours to possess. We block anyone from going after it and trying to possess it. And we decree and we declare open doors of inheritance for your people now. They shall have the best. They shall receive the desires of their hearts. They shall increase. We decree wholeness and soundness in every area of their lives now. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Wholeness. And we march through the open doors of destiny today. And just like the Red Sea closed up on Pharaoh and his army, Lord, close it up on our enemies that they would no longer pursue us. And now we are free to receive our inheritance. In this decade of the mouth, in the year of the open door, we decree it with our mouths. And we step into the new today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Listen, this year... Your mouth is going to prophetically voice activate every open door. Decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine upon your ways. That's Job twenty two twenty eight. You've come up another level now. Start decreeing. Start declaring with authority. Declare your blessing. Amen. With your mind, you gather information. With your heart, you believe God can do it. And with your mouth, you possess it. 5784, pay de God is writing a new chapter in your life today. And it is so much more than you can even imagine. And what God showed you a long time ago is about to come to pass. You couldn't possess it before, but now is the time. Amen. I pray you receive from the Lord a prophetic feast today. Amen. I want to take a moment and thank every one of you who continually supports this house, this ministry, through your sacrificial giving. I want to give you an opportunity each week to sow into your future by sowing into the prophet's ministry. 
The Bible says when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. Amen? Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Apostle Paul is encouraging the church to grow and to grow in God's grace and to grow in God's grace of giving. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 7, he says, But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love that we've kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. He goes on to say in verse 9 that Jesus became poor so that you could become rich, tying together that having a spirit of generosity is what unlocks the grace of God for you to prosper. This empowerment to prosper is his grace. And I want to encourage you today that we are, we are stepping through a door. We're standing at a new door of God's richest blessings being unlocked for you and I. Remember, he says, I have a, a great effective door is open to me and there are many adversaries. In other words, you're going to have to fight in the spirit for what God has declared is already yours to possess. Today begins the Feast of Tabernacles. It's a time of celebrating the fall harvest. In other words, harvest is coming now. But some are on fall break. And I heard in my spirit, it's fall break through. I heard that so clear. Fall break through. This Feast of Tabernacles is where God's, <coughs> God's people <coughs> received supernatural provision for the year from the Lord. <coughs> it was a time of unlimited blessing a time of meeting with God, tabernacling with him, to give you a fresh prophetic insight into the future while leaving the past behind. See, the Feast of Tabernacles was a time of receiving prophetic insights and instructions to align your life with the blessings and the benefits that God has already prepared for you. Many of you have been going through realignment right now. And in this new season, there's so much to this. And I want you to understand it's a time of recovery. It's a time of restoration through a greater fellowship and tabernacling with the Lord. He begins to burst those doors wide open. As we bring our offering to the Lord, I believe he's going to release a greater alignment for recovery and restoration now. Father, we thank you for your divine and perfect timing. And as we sow tonight, we understand that we are not purchasing anything. No, we're showing you our heart out of the abundance of the heart, Father. No one can buy your blessing in your favor, but as your sons and daughters, we can walk in trust and obedience to you. And by doing so, we receive the rewards you promise. As we Receive the open doors of blessing right now, Father. I thank you for recovering all that was lost and restoring all that was robbed of the past. And we understand that this is an anointed time of tabernacling with you on every level, spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally, business, ministry, every way, tabernacling with you. Thank you for this fresh anointing of, of your presence on all that we do in opening the doors wide, pouring out blessing upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen 
and amen. I want to thank you again for giving to the Lord here in this house. And I'm so grateful for every one of our partners. I want you to know I pray for you on a daily basis, many times, several times a day. Thank you for your support. We are reaching people all over the world with the word of the Lord and activating many into their purpose and their destiny. And so I want to thank you for that. If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comments section. You can click on that to give your offering. If you're high tech, you can go, uh, you can give your offering by text giving. Uh, all you have to do is text uh, whatever amount that you want to give to the number 84321. It's 84321. Text the amount that you desire to give to the number 84321. Do it now. Procrastination is a thief. It'll steal your blessing. Amen. Do it now. If you prefer to mail your offering, as many people do, some prefer to send a check especially for a sizable gift. You can do that by mailing your offering to LifePoint or Marty Layton at P.O. Box 1822 Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. <clears throat> it's greatly appreciated, and we thank you for, for sending those. I want you to know we pray over every envelope. <clears throat> pray over every offering. We believe God to bring a supernatural return back to you. Again, that, that address is P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can make the check out to LifePoint or Marty Layton, whichever is fine. Uh, also, I want to invite you to our website. You can give there at lifepointchurch.cc. There's a place to give right at the top or right at the bottom, wherever you are on the, on the website. It's right there. Click on that to give. It's very easy. It'll take you to the giving page. Uh, I want to also announce that we are making a significant change this Sunday at Life Point Church. We are shifting for the next two weeks, two weeks, to an online-only service this starting this Sunday at 10 a.m. Hallelujah. Say 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> so for the next two weeks... Uh, we're going to take a fall break, but it's going to be a fall breakthrough. Amen. Uh, we're going to meet you right here on our website at lifepointchurch.cc or on Facebook or on YouTube or on Rumble. That's 10 a.m. beginning this Sunday. And of course, it is available immediately after online so that you can watch it at any time. Amen. We're taking a, a step or a leap of faith. And I believe God is in it, and he's leading us to a fall break through. Amen? So stay tuned. Watch your emails. Watch your texts. We're going to stay in touch with you every way we can. Also, please check out our sponsor, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell has been a supporter of this ministry from the very beginning. And what that means is he is providing his products at a great discount for this audience. And the way you receive that discount is when you go to the website or when you call it in, use the promo code Marty, my first name. And you can use that on, on both of his websites, by the way, mypillow.com and mystore.com. Use the promo code Marty. You get the deep discount on all, all that you purchase. Uh, please check them out at mypillow.com and remember the promo code Marty. You know, some of you prefer to call in your order. Uh, he's established a dedicated number for this audience, and that number is 
800-859-2938. Please call or go online and order products. It's so important. It blesses this house. Uh, you get a great product, and it blesses his ministry as well. Remember to use the promo code MARTY so that you get the discount. Amen. Also, I want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here in America, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And it would be great if you would help us by telling others to tune in so that they can be blessed too. Amen. That's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here. Amen. If you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment, give us a five-star review. It really helps us to uh, stay populating in many different places. So please do that. Also, follow me on social media, at Marty Layton. All the social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or, or X or Truth or Getter or YouTube or Rumble or Instagram, whatever it is, Marty Layton, at Marty Layton. I appreciate that, and thank you for liking me and following me on all those different platforms. So thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Listen, God is always speaking. He wants your attention. He wants you to pull away in the cool of the day. We've talked about that before. Uh, But we do our best every week to give you a, a fresh revelation and encouragement from God. Training and equipping you to hear and know the voice of the Lord is what we're here for. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so from our hearts to yours, remember always, speak life. We'll see you guys next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.